This year, I got really into sunflowers. It started with a craft at Abbey Tots, and then the sunflowers that didn't grow, and then a little bit of persistence and putting the sunflowers onto the, onto the windowsill. And then eventually some of these sunflowers grew to be as tall as the guttering on our garage. They really, really did grow. So I think sunflowers are absolutely wonderful. Did anybody else plant sunflowers? Lots of people. Why did you plant sunflowers, Carol? I just like them because they're so big and beautiful. Somebody planted them because they're big and beautiful. Anybody else plant some sunflowers? Why did you plant, plant them? Cheer up a drab bit of the To cheer up a drab bit of the garden. Anybody plant sunflowers at the back? I planted them because I have the seeds. Because you had the seeds. Well, look, here's something to help you for next year. <laughs> would you like some seeds? There we go. There's somebody who'd like some seeds. Sunflower seeds. Would anybody like some sunflower seeds? Here we've got, got some here. Does anybody know how many seeds you get from a sunflower? Lots. You get absolutely lots, don't you? Do you know how you tell when to go and collect the seeds from your sunflower? Sorry? Yes, I got another method. It's when the squirrels start eating them. <laughs> that's what I was going to do. I was going, to, and that's all that was left. But I got lots and lots of sunflowers. So I don't know what the reason is that you planted your sunflowers. It could be because they're simply beautiful and you appreciate the beauty. It could be that you wanted to get more seeds for next year so that you can buy some more. Maybe if you're a farmer, you could have planted them to make sunflower oil. I don't know how many you'd need to make sunflower oil, but you'd need an awful lot of seeds, wouldn't you? But you could do that for that. Maybe, can you think of anything else why you might use sunflowers? To eat them, yes. You can put them in your salads, can't you? You can snack on them. I think we used to have a pet that used to eat sunflowers. Our little hamster, I think, used to eat sunflowers. There's lots of things that you can do with sunflowers. We put them in the ground, we plant them, we plant them for a purpose. We do lots of things for a purpose. We go to the shops for a purpose, to buy food. We might be going to do things because we want to help others. We do things with a clear purpose in mind. Do you know God made us for a purpose? He made us for his glory and to love him. The purpose of loving him, the purpose of glorifying him, is built inside each one of us as human beings. And if we love him, that will bring an enjoyment of him to us as well. And God looks to see that purpose that he gave us in our lives. He looks to see that purpose fulfilled. Jesus told a story, and he told that story to a group of people that thought they could control the access to God. They thought they could be the ones who could say whether you can get to God, or you can get to God, or you can't get to God. 
they thought they were the ones who could set all the rules. And if you obey their rules, then you might get to God if you obey them. But they thought those are the ones completely in control. And Jesus told them a story about the real way, telling them a story that actually there is only one way to God, and they'd rejected that way. Do you know what that story was? You heard it earlier. Let's go through that story. It started with a very, very rich man. And that very, very rich man had a large field. And he decided, I think I'm going to plant a vineyard in that very large field. So he planted lots and lots of vines. He put them in rows all along his field so that there were lots of vines there in the field. And then he thought, well, now I've planted all the vines and they're just in this open field. What might happen to them? What might happen to all my vines if I planted them in the field? What might happen? The people might come and steal them, yeah. Or maybe some of the animals might come and eat them, mightn't they? So he put up a wall and he said, I'll put this wall up and that will keep all the animals out from just straying into my vineyard and eating the vines before they've made any grapes. And then he said, what we need now is a wine press. Does anybody know what a wine press is? Good, because I'm not really sure I know either. This, <laughs> this is an early year zero wine press, okay? <laughs> I think what they did in those days, I think what they did was they, they would have dug into the side of the hill or built a fairly low wall all in a big square and then they'd have had a little spout coming out of the bottom of the wall and then they put all the grapes in and then they go stamping on the grapes and as they stamp on the grapes what do you think happens do you think your feet get all funny colored i think they would do wouldn't they what happens they get squished all the grapes get squished and what comes out when all the grapes get squished all the juice comes out and then you can collect the juice and then you can ferment the juice and you can make some nice wine so he built a wine press and then he said now there's going to come a time when these vines actually produce grapes and when all the grapes are on the vines we're actually going to need to keep an eye out just in case people do come and steal all my grapes. So what do we need? We need a watchtower. How about this? And we can put a nice big tower up and we can go in the bottom and we can keep an eye at the top or look out the window, you can't see the window, looking out the window so that we can keep an eye on what's going on. We build it safely. Now you might be thinking, so it's a it's a year year zero vineyard i don't know much about vineyards well just in case you are thinking that let's just bring it a little bit up to date this is a very rich man who owned a fair bit of ground that bit of ground could be just on the edge of gloucester and he decided i want to build 
a business park. So he built lots of business units on his business park. That could be like your rows of vines. Within those business units, he said, we really need to kit them out. So he might have put in kit for an MOT center. He might have put in an inspection pit and ramps so that somebody can be a car mechanic. He might have put in a load of racking to make a warehouse, to make a warehouse unit. Lots of business units. That would need a security fence around it, wouldn't it? And then if it's got some valuable things on it, maybe it's going to be a pharmaceutical distribution center, or maybe it's going to be an Amazon warehouse with lots and lots of valuable goodies. We need a watchtower, a security hut, a security hut. Now just staying vaguely with the idea of wine, if you ever drive past Slaithwaite's late at night, down as you go down past, going towards Tesco's just before, now, when they're still open in the middle of the night, you go past, actually there's, there's two large gates and in the middle is a security hut with the lights on. We need to look after our things, don't we? And let's not forget the blessing that work is when we talk about these things. Bless the blessing of work. Work is actually a real gift for us. It can be hard. It can be very, very difficult. But if you've had times when there's not been any work, if you had times when income has been really hard to come by, you appreciate the blessing of work. We're quite fortunate here. We currently have pretty high employment. But if you've lived through times when you go to the employment agency and they say there's nothing, you go to the next employment agency, they say there's nothing. And you get back home and you say, what am I going to do? We know in various countries that's, that's the reality. There is no work. Work is a real blessing and it's something we can be thankful for. And it gives us lots of purpose. But coming back to our vineyard. So our rich man wanted to rent his vineyard out for people to come and grow the grapes in it. What rent would you ask for? What rent would you ask for? What, ben, what rent would you ask for, Bella? What, if it was your vineyard, what rent would you ask for? What about if it was your business units and you had some mechanics working there? What rent would you ask for? Free Haribo. Free Haribo. Yeah, maybe it's, you could build a Haribo factory. Free Haribo. That would be a good rent, wouldn't it? Fix my car. That's it. I'll drive my car and fix mine because I'm the owner. <laughs> you can put me first, first to the queue as well. Eh? That would be really quite good to have. We asked for rent. The rich man wanted rent. This was going to be a vineyard. It was going to grow grapes. At the time of harvest, he said, I want there to be some grapes for me or maybe some wine for me. So he rented it out. He agreed with the tenants what the price was going to be and the spring came, and as the spring came, some of the grapes started to grow. Oops. As the spring came, some of the grapes started to grow on the vines. And the grapes grew, and they thought, wow, we better keep a lookout here, because actually as these grapes are growing, they're looking pretty nice. And then there were some rains, 
and the grapes fattened up and they look like oh these are nice big juicy grapes when we when we put them in our when we put them on the uh, in the wine press they're going to go nicely and as summer came on where's his other hand as summer came on over a period of time he had lots and lots of grapes growing on the vines it looked very healthy it looked very full there's our last one. Our last one. And as the summer wore on and it came up to harvest time, our rich man said, I think I need to go and collect some grapes. I think somebody needs to go and collect my rent. So he said to one of his couple of his servants, he said, Go down to that vineyard we built, go and see the tenants and say to them, It's time to pay the rent. So he sent his servants off. Maybe he sent an accountant to just check to make sure he got the right amount of money. And the servants went off. But when they got there, the tenant said, <laughs> we're not paying. We're very happy with our harvest. We're not going to give it to you. And they beat the servants up. They beat the accountant up. And they sent him away with a broken arm and a black eye and he went back. He got back to the landowner and the landowner said, I'm not having that. He said, this time we'll send some bigger boys down. We'll send a group of them. Those bigger boys can go down. Those bigger boys can collect the rent. So they came down, but the tenants saw them coming. And the tenants said, we're not parting with any of our grapes. We're not parting with any of our wine, even though really it belonged to the landowner. And they said, we're going to beat you up as well. And they even killed one of them. And the others got back to the landowner, and the landowner was very, very sad. And the landowner said, what can I do now? I know. I'll send my son. Because he's my son, when the tenants meet him, they'll say, oh, it's the landowner's son. We'll respect him. We'll give him honor. And yes, we'll pay him. So off the son went down to the vineyard. But possibly they were looking out from the top of the tower and they saw him coming and they said, we can see the sun coming. If we kill the sun, the landowner's not going to have anybody to give the vineyard to. So let's kill him. And then when the landowner dies, it will be all ours. Isn't that wonderful? But it wasn't, was it? That wasn't a nice thing to do at all because the landowner was very sad when his son had been killed. What do you think that landowner would do to all those tenants? Silence. Everybody's thinking of awful thoughts and not saying it. What would you do? What would you do? This was your vineyard. You've planted it. You've put the wall around it. You've built the watchtower. You've set it all up and you've agreed a price and now they're not paying you what would you do chuck them out and get some better tenants yes chuck them out and get some better tenants i mean we live in a much more ordered society now and obviously you would be bringing them to book if they committed murder twice but but, but this was this was a parable but yes we would want a comeuppance for it and that's what Jesus said, there will be 
a comeuppance. He told these people who thought they control the access to God that they were the ones who'd killed the son. In fact, they hadn't done it yet, but they were going to. And in the past, they killed the people who come to tell them about God. So what about us? What about us? We need to recognize God. We need to recognize all that he's done for us. He hasn't just given us a vineyard. He hasn't just given us lots of things in the harvest. He hasn't only given us work. And as I say, work is a real, real blessing. And it gives us the opportunities to do so many more things. He's given us this whole world, this whole world to live in and to enjoy. He's given us one another to share things with. He's given us family to live with. He's given us one another in this church to be friends with, to share with, and enjoy his love. He's also given us the opportunity to have our sins forgiven because he did send Jesus, his son, to die for us so that we can be forgiven. So today, I want to encourage all of us to be thankful. Be thankful for everything he's given us. Not a pop-up vineyard, <laughs> but something much more substantial. He has given us Jesus. And if we will accept Jesus as our Savior, as our Lord, we need to embrace him and love him and then really enjoy all that he's given us in that fullness. Because today, when we go out, we talk to our friends. People really want to take God on their own terms. Just like those religious leaders of the time, the religious leaders of the time, they wanted to control the access to God. What we're trying to do today, we try and control the access to God in our own way. We think we can take God when we want to and put him down when we want to. We think we can come to God whenever we're ready rather than, than when God is ready. This is very much a picture of God saying, I'm ready to accept you, but don't reject me. Don't reject me. Accept me and love me and love my son Jesus.